one guy who was telling yeah. me who was running for our office, right, that I was having a discussion with about this whole thing. He went to, he was knocking doors mm -hmm. you know, for his campaign. He knocked on this uh, door, uh, a white Christian woman opened the door. Mm -hmm. And he was running as a Democrat, and she was, she was just staring at me. She's like, really? Yeah. Aren't you a Muslim? <laughs> how, do, how do you accept these values? Exactly. Aren't they contradictory to your values? No, the, the thing is, we're too quiet, and what we say is, uh, when you're silent, um, it's, it's like you're accepting it. Yeah. Uh, and too often, that's what's going on. We're, we're, we're accepting this by just being quiet about it, yeah. um, not educating the Muslim youth. Why aren't many celebrity imams talking about this? Why are these imams not working for the interests of the Muslim community but using their platforms of popularity to speak out against this and protesting against these changes that keep getting more and more extreme by the years? So your son is dealing with uh, suicidal thoughts and, and these issues, and the only way to help him is if he becomes quote unquote a girl or a woman that does not sit right with us in a community that, that shouldn't sit right with anyone as as uh, as a means of a solution to a suicidal uh, a child who's 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 dealing with certain issues and just because a, a young boy likes um uh the color pink or a young girl likes uh trucks yeah uh, supposedly this is a sign that you know what i mean they're in the wrong body and <laughs> we should cut out their private parts and replace it with something else. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How is everybody doing? It's been a while. Absolutely. Ali, it's been yeah, a while. Yeah, it has been. Okay, uh, today we're about to do uh, something uh, very, very nice. We're going to react to uh, several things here on some of the really uh, serious issues that Muslims are dealing with. And it just feels good to be back. Absolutely. it's It's been a long hiatus, yeah. uh, but <laughs> we're finally black, back, alhamdulillah, and we're ready to attack whatever it is that we're yeah. to attack. And inshallah, I expect a lot of content from us. And you know what I mean? I've been MIA, Uthman and the team have been holding Come it on. down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Uthman <laughs> for all the work he's done. Yeah. Uh, may Allah reward him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, for everything that he has done. Today we're about to react to really the new, new big wave. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. The rainbow wave and how it's impacting Muslim children to begin with, out of all people, right? Yeah. yeah. And how the target has been really uh, targeting uh, school age kids and kind of starting the indoctrination at a young age. Yeah. So how do you feel? How, how do you feel, Alindi? You know, I don't. You know, I really don't think it's uh, new. I just think we haven't gave it its attention, and it's finally hit a stage where it's like, okay, we need to really look into it. Yeah. Uh, because what's what's the old saying? What what goes around, what eventually oh, yeah. comes around, right? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, and, and it's finally knocking on our doors today. <laughs> so we got to answer the door. It's an unfortunate situation to be in, but we're yeah. gonna get it going today. We're gonna be reacting to this article. It's really you guys see it right up here. It's really pretty intense. Pro LGBT social workers talking talking to Muslim or oh, taking Muslim children away from parents. <sighs> away from parents. And it's unfortunate, but yes, kind of the biggest movement mm -hmm. the uh, uh, LGBTQ movement has used is education and social services. Yes. What are your yes. thoughts on that, Ali? If you if you look at it now today what they're doing is like you mentioned uh, coming to, uh, from from education perspective. Mm. As well as TV, if you see a lot of kids use oh, yeah. social media, not even just social media, but watching television on YouTube, and they're finding different outlets, different avenues to gear towards uh, um, uh, projecting their agenda on us, subhanAllah. So oh, yeah. They're, they're using really intense, subliminary, yeah. hidden uh, places where you would never expect it. TV right. shows, mm -hmm. in education, and you know they're hitting all the mainstream points. It. Yeah of influential points that could really target a society. Um, so we're going to react to this. And 
First statement here, as we see, the LGBT agenda continues to streamroll stream forward virtually unimpeded. How, how do you say that word? I can't even see it. I don't <laughs> even have my glasses on. <laughs> and Muslims do not have immunity from the onslaught. What are your thoughts on that? Do we have any type of protection plan from such, uh, such movement? No, we do not. Um, unfortunately, in our community today, yeah. we don't look at uh, the LGBT uh, community as um, an issue. We no. don't uh, address it as something that's um, growing on us um, very gradually, but yeah. um, at, a, at a very fast pace that we don't see it. So unfortunately, we don't have any um, preventative measures put into place, ways to counter it uh, put into place. It's almost like uh, it's it's wrong to speak about it in no, our community, right? We don't want to talk about these nope, things. Nope. And f and because of that today, we're dealing with uh, the issues that we are going to discuss in this article, subhanAllah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. People have been silenced. Yeah. You know, and I kind of blame the leaders of the Muslim community in the right. West for being silent on the topic for such a long period of time and not clearing up the status of the Muslim on these issues. Yeah. Where now you have many young Muslims who are confused about what's going on. Exactly. Confused about the position of the Muslim, talking about, yeah, we need to have, um, uh, you know, create the masajid safe spaces for LGBTQSIT. Yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> SubhanAllah. No, the, the thing is, uh, we're too quiet. And what we say is, uh, when you're silent, um, it's, it's like you're accepting it yeah uh, and too often that's what's going on we're, we're we're accepting this by just being quiet about it yeah um, not educating the Muslim youth um, the Muslim community as a whole rather it's okay there's if this issue arises we'll shut it down as as, as, as quick as we can or the fa or that we should know without without the knowledge uh, surrounding and, and, and kind of helping us uh, understand it we should already kind of know that this is a bad thing which is not really the case in a community subhanallah yeah. It is not. SubhanAllah. So this article, we're going to focus on the young kids section in yeah. which nowadays there's uh, something that the Democrats are pushing, which is the Equality Act, which are, you know what I mean? Local girl, yeah. Ilhan Omar, is pushing at the forefront of this where young kids can be taken advantage of. And just yeah. because a, a young boy likes um, uh, the color pink or a young girl likes uh, trucks, yeah. uh, supposedly this is a sign that, you know what I mean, they're in the wrong body <laughs> and we should cut out their private parts and replace it with something else. Right. So this is what the father is dealing with in which his young son, he takes him to the hospital for ideas of suicide. Right. And all of a sudden, the doctors start to push a different agenda. Mm. And they try to sell a different idea and take advantage of the young child, Muslim right. child. Right. So look at this statement here. Imagine taking your child to a medical professional thinking that you can trust their judgment, but they end up pushing their gender ideology onto your children. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I just, and I quoted this earlier. They said, um, we had calls with the counselors and therapists in the establishment telling us how important it is for him, their son, to change his gender because that's the only way he's going to be better out of his suicidal depressive state. SubhanAllah. That just, they're basically, what they're doing here is they're pushing their gender ideology on this Muslim family without even taking into consideration the principles of Islam. Nope. Right, they they would rather say no. Your son is dealing with uh, suicidal thoughts and, and these issues, and the only way to help him is if he becomes quote unquote a girl or a woman. Subhanallah. That does not sit right with us in a community. That, that shouldn't sit right with anyone as as uh, as a means of a solution to a suicidal uh, child who's 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 dealing with certain issues. Is not okay. Okay, it's because he's a boy. 
well now he needs to become a girl and he's going to be happy as if being a girl is uh is is a hundred percent a hundred percent perfect or you're going to always be happy and everything's going to be good for you and <coughs> and and where does a family like that seek treatment if they can't even go to a local hospital or a doctor and and, and without being uh this gender ideology being pushed on them subhanallah yeah it's it, it's really unfortunate but the uh, the movement is using the system yeah. to its advantage and it will get you submitted from all corners no matter what. Right. So they want to make sure anybody who gets even the slightest bit of a feeling towards this inclination, that they have all, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All types of hey, places where they can go to to really, really get manipulated and corrupted. Some guy who's a specialist in mental health was telling me that reconversion from these type mm. of thoughts is even illegal. Mm. So if somebody has these, you know, or let's say sexually deviated thoughts, and then they go to a therapist to re, like, re-educate them yeah. and bring them back to the kind of the, the normal status of the human being, right? that's illegal to do. <laughs> <laughs> SubhanAllah. That is crazy. I mean, think about it. It's basically saying, uh, you, you're going back to the doctor and say, oh, no, I feel better now. Alhamdulillah, yeah. I'm good. I found a remedy somewhere else uh, that can help me get better and I'm good. But they're saying, no, 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 no. no. Once you've been diagnosed <laughs> with this <laughs> condition, then you have to switch gears now. SubhanAllah. Oh, it's, my gosh. It's really, really crazy. And one of the yeah. most foundational places that the article writes right here is, which we've all known, is the public school system, which right. I don't think it's uh, uh, you know, a suitable place for a Muslim child yeah, anymore. Yeah. Uh, article says, public school is like a torture prison for children, and especially Muslim ones. It is nearly impossible for Muslim teens to maintain their deen in such an environment. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. Okay. You know, um, children spend most of their their time in the day at school. Of course. Right? We're around our parents maybe a few hours in a day. Uh, we get the weekends with them. But as uh, uh, when we're in school, we have eight hours. We're with teachers, our peers, who push this kind of agenda on the regular. Right? Who's like, you need to be more free. You need to have freedom. This is public school we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you a, a quick story on an issue that we don't deal with. Before this even came about, there was, um, our, they, as electives, they used to provide music classes for yeah, students, yeah. right, in public schools. Oh, yeah. So uh, a lot of the times, the parents don't know about this. They're just like, the kids is going to school. Are you doing great in English and math and science? Good, alhamdulillah. That's mm -hmm. good enough. But they don't know that they're taking electives in music classes, choir, whatever it may be. So uh, if you look at right now the public school system, um, many of our youth right now, kids in school th they're in school for about eight hours a day of course throughout the week so they're barely around their parents they're barely around uh, a muslim community they're in public schools yeah. where this is tolerated this is of actually course. pushed and i want to give an example you know uh how important it is for parents to play a role uh, to play mm -hmm. a role and and the fact that they're not is the, the lack of um uh, involvement, involvement in, in in their child's life so when i was uh my younger siblings right now they're in school uh they're in elementary class school right now and some of their electives are music classes so uh my parents they actually you know ask ask, ask the kids you know what are you doing in school what's going on beyond the typical math and english yeah, and science yeah. right they ask them yeah. you know what other classes are you taking so they're taking music class choir class and my parents were like what are you doing uh, so they they went up to the school and I and I went with them because we need to have this conversation. This yeah. is what we need to be doing as parents, as uh, as a Muslim community, is speaking. So uh, speaking out. So we went to the school and we told them uh, this is not in accor in accordance with Islam. We don't listen to music. We don't play it. We don't sing. We don't do any of that stuff. So our kids need to be removed from the class. And this is a conversation we're having with the principal. 
so the, the the surprising thing he he said was there's there's other kids in the class other muslim kids how come what makes uh, you different yeah <laughs> why why basically that you came up to us but other muslim parents haven't said anything and this is the same issue that we're going to see with the lgbt community when they start pushing it in the education system so i told them you know obviously we, we want to do our best um you guys don't have um uh, enough muslim students here and the minority and because we're a minority in the public schools it's like okay we're going to they're saying we can push them um in our direction and and let them accept what we have rather than saying what can you what can we do to help you uh become a better muslim while still being a student in the, in our public schools subhanallah yeah it's like you said most parents most muslim parents unfortunately have no idea what's going on at the right. school system right neither do they even look at the curriculum that they're taking? Absolutely not. It's like it's it, it's something that used to happen, especially us as growing up. But yeah. nowadays, I don't think parents can afford to do such a thing. They yeah. have to know exactly what's going on in the school at all times. So much of look at this uh, since <laughs> <laughs> crazy stuff. So much of the transgender feelings can be attributed to mental disabilities. This used to be considered a scientific fact, but apparently facts can change according to political ideology. <laughs> I like the way that sounds. That, uh, big time. <laughs> now, here's here's the thing. I'm gonna give a, a little, um, a little, uh, a little lesson here yeah. about uh, the past. Back in uh, 1974, yeah. the APA, which is the American Psychiatric Association, yeah. um, before that, they considered um, being gay or being homosexual a mental illness. It was considered a mental illness yes. up until 1974, where uh, a panel of 10,000 members have finally said, okay, we're going to vote to remove um, the LGBT as a mental illness community, rather it being something else. And it was a committee of 10,000 members, and it was a 58 to a 42% uh, vote in the direction mm. of removing it. So what I'm saying is, at to some degree, even up to almost half still believed that it was a mental illness. Yes. Okay, that somehow these people were dealing with some type of psychological um, uh, deficiency or something traumatic that's happened to them at a younger age, at a time in their life that's triggered them into wanting to experiment and kind of get into this whole uh, sexual, you know, uh, whatever it may be. So uh, up to this point. Are we going to deny that it is a mental illness or are we going to address it the way it is? Because they're saying that, um, you know, it is innate. It is a, a part of you. You've It's, it's a natural <laughs> being. You've grown into it. It's, it's something that's come about. But we're saying, no, 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 it's it's a culture. It's what you've kind of told yourself. And a group of you came together and said, yeah, no, this is this is reality. This is who we are. Yeah. But you cannot deny the truth. And the truth is that it is a mental illness. It is uh, a form of um, a psychosis and we need to address it as so and, and stop being quiet about it and being silent about it. For sure. And you know, nowadays they started the first surgeries where private parts are being pulled out of kids. Yeah. And the damage now, the first few, because it's just been, you know, the past few years. Yeah. The first people who have gone through those surgeries now have lived for about a year or two right. with it. And the devastation is crazy. Now they're all coming out saying this was the biggest mistake I did to my life. Absolutely. And now some of them are retransitioning. Even though this mm. is once you cut your private parts out, Alas. it's gone. Right. <laughs> there is no going back. They no. become more suicidal. Yeah. More, I mean, like once you, that's why one of the greatest sins and, to, uh, and dangers that Allah told us to stay away from is changing how Allah created you. Exactly. Uh, if you have 
any type of way, whether there's a deficiency or not, mm-hmm. whether somebody was born without a, a finger or not, or you had four yeah. fingers, whatever it might be, as long as it doesn't go against hey your natural disposition, you shouldn't yeah. touch it. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's the crazy thing. They they never talk about this, which is um, they say, oh, uh, I, I believe that I'm in the wrong body, right? That That is that is their, what they're pushing. I believe that I was born in the wrong body body i'm not a man i'm supposed to be a woman so why are we changing the body and not the mind that's a very very good point that is a question that we need to ask why is the mind not be but the body is all of a sudden we want to we want to say okay but uh, you know we've talked about this before if somebody you know tells himself "Mm, they're white they're a white man and he says no i feel like i'm a black person yeah he's gonna go in and get surgery and you know, a tan or whatever it may be to darken his skin complexion, you will never become an African-American, a black person, because you feel like you're in the wrong body. Just because you co- you change the color of your skin, just because you've s- felt like you've, you know, been through the same struggles as a certain group, that is not going to change who you are as a person. And, it, and, and if you don't accept it right now, just like you mentioned, when you start snipping it later, SubhanAllah. It's, it is almost too late. Mm-hmm. It is almost too late. Look at this statement here. Satanic brainwashing of children pitting against hey, their parents. Yeah. So one of the greatest tactics they do is they get the child to, I mean, the generally, the, 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 the techniques to submit somebody to their desires. And then, you know, anybody who stands in the way is an enemy. Absolutely. But one of the greatest people of now that has become enemies is, you know, about n- no parent wants their child to go through such a thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. No parent wants to, but nevertheless, this is kind of the move that's being used. And most of these young children who get manipulated by the system, it takes them years for them to realize that they've been manipulated. Absolutely. And you know what I mean, kind of going back to their old foundational way. I mean, Allah protect us from that. Uh, you know, uh, last statement here: the U.S. is still conservative on this issue. In other countries, children as young as six or seven can decide to transition after being brainwashed by social workers and LGBT sympathizers mm. without without parental consent. consent. Exactly. What are your thoughts on that? That is basically saying we'll give the power, the control to um, kids as younger as young as however they uh, mentioned today, mm-hmm. where they said you can't drink alcohol until you're 21. You can't <laughs> smoke or do any drugs until you're 18. But we but can... You can get your private parts pulled out at... at seven. <laughs> Come on. Subhan- and, and that's where we're at today. That's called... Uh, yeah, it's, it's just subhanAllah. It's 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 heart it's heart wrenching. It's to I mean that. the contradictory it's yeah. and, and it's it's so backwards. Look at the last point that we're gonna make here. Why aren't many celebrity imams talking about this? Why are these imams not working for the interests of the Muslim community but using their platforms of popularity to speak out against this and protesting against these changes that keep getting more and more extreme by the year? Some of them sadly are actually promoting LGBT agenda, telling yeah. Muslims to affirm and advocate it. Yeah. Now the the issue with that is is, is very simple. Uh, they don't want to tarnish their identity. Um, they uh, they almost come off as trying to please everyone. Um, they don't want to kind of attack a certain group. Um, but in reality, they don't see that we're the one being attacked. We're the ones who have to suffer as a community when our leaders don't step up and speak out against things like this, uh, and saying that we need to accept it and. Um, uh, and subhanAllah, just like you mentioned, Ilham Umar being able to uh, support it and, and, and going to these parades, it makes us look bad because they believe 
that we would accept it just because she did. And that's not the truth. We are Muslim first before we are anything else. And if you have to compromise your religion just for the greater good of other people, then you're basically uh, lowering the bar for anything to come in and, and uh, you know, destroy your iman and destroy your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, you, you make a great point in closing statements that... Uh, I, even the non-Muslims see the contradictory in this. Aren't you yeah. a Muslim? One guy was telling yeah. me who was running for office, right, that I was having a discussion with about this whole thing. He went to, he was knocking doors mm-hmm. you know, for his campaign. He knocked on this uh, door, uh, a white Christian woman opened the door. Uh-huh. And he was running as a Democrat, and she was, she was just staring at him. She's like, really? Yeah. Aren't you a Muslim? <laughs> how, do, how do you accept these values? Exactly. Aren't they contradictory to your values? Why would you? Do, I mean, and he was at shock from him being honest with yeah. me and telling me that information. <laughs> <laughs> Subhanallah. Exactly, exactly. It's really, really crazy. But more on this some other time today is just a little bit of uh, reflection on this article here. This is a topic that's going to be really, uh, we need to discuss much, much further. Absolutely. And uh, uh, kind of really, if we have to, as much as we can, and uh, really create awareness and clarity on the topic since many young Muslims are really confused about this. Absolutely. And they don't see opposition. I don't blame them. Do you blame them? Absolutely not. We need to, we need to be able to support each other and, and uh, fighting for uh, what's right and, and haq in uh, Islam. Subhanallah. Absolutely. So till next time, inshallah, give us your feedback and we'll see you guys next time. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala nabina wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.